everyone, and welcome on into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Zeman. And I'm Sabrina. And you are tuned into the final episode of 2018. Can you believe it? It's a That's how I feel. <laughs> and you know what? Usually I'm lost, but I definitely get that. I feel the same way because I was just saying, because I was like, it was like October or something. I was like, oh, let's make the best something in 2018. And you were like, oh, it's too, it's it's too, too early. It's too early. And I felt and like I a like, quick two days later, we're here. <laughs> we're here. And also, like, I just really feel like it should still be August. Like, sorry, Sabrina's giving the cat her middle finger. But I feel like it should be August. Like, I just, like, my, what's the word? I don't know how I can describe Like, my circadian rhythm <laughs> is not December. It's like, not. it's just not, my circadian rhythm it hasn't is like. even snowed yet. It's still in summer. Like, I don't know what's happening, but the bottom line is, it actually is December. It's um, happening. Next week, well, we're coming at you early this week because, you know, work tings. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually better to drop earlier than later. Uh, yep. Next week, we will be off because it is Christmas. Uh, my office is closed. Holly jolly Christmas. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so we'll be off enjoying our, our much-needed, like, break. So next week, there will be no show. And then a week after that, we'll come... Uh, dropping an episode on New Year's, I believe. So yep. that's just our little agenda. This week, our fave four is going to be our four kind of most profound moments of 2018 because a lot went down this year. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but ultimately, we lived through it. So I have, I started a new job. Yay. Um, I, <laughs> your girl got benefits. Yes. Um, that I'm gonna have to pay for. What? Um, it's still cheaper. Yeah. Doing a job than exactly. Be so yeah, I I have a full time job. I was just like the middle of this year, beginning. I was literally like crying because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm 26. I've never had a full time job. I'm always like my like working two jobs to like get the hours of a full time job. And I finally got a full time job, even though it has this ups and downs. Every I ultimately, job. just like every job, it has mm -hmm. its ups and downs, but I really like what I do. And then the other day, um, a customer said to me, um, well, yesterday, a customer said, um, he was like, I was looking for the store manager, but I couldn't find him. So I talked to the assistant manager and I said to him, you would be lucky to have a Sabri in Aww. every department. He's like, you are great and you're good at what you do. That is so Cause sweet. Because his wife, um, she's like, a, she's a customer. I've only been working there for four months mm -hmm. and she's been like a constant customer like I work for her so I'm like all right at this point she's my client like she I, I love this lady and I like picked out something for her to wear at a wedding and she was like oh my god she she's a skin cancer survivor oh, so man. she had like scars on her back which is not bad she's like this is the ugliest part of me and I was telling her I was like that's your jewelry wear it like you are a survivor like wear right. it out Absolutely. and she got the jumpsuit and so her and I wasn't even trying to like you know show off I just was like doing my job because like I enjoy it and her husband was like you are great and I'm like thank you so much I had another customer write an email to our store manager about me yeah, so um, it's just like a complete 360. Yeah, 360, because I was like... Like, think about where you were last year at this exact moment. I know. I was thinking about that, too. And also, um, well, my second one is that I quit my old job because I was just like, this summer, I just had, like, the... Work like, I love working with kids, and I'm glad to have influenced, you know, the kids while I had my time there. But it just was like... 
I just felt like so disrespected. And like the reason why I was clinging on to that job sub subconsciously is because I'm like, oh, like I'd rather be doing this than retail. Like I feel like I'm somebody because I'm like have has a teaching job. But the gag is I get more respect in my retail job and I is actual full time and it has more benefits and this job can also get me closer to what I eventually want to do. Yes. Um so um yeah, I quit that and it made me realize that you really do have because like I was at a point where I was stuck and I felt like I couldn't fix anything in my life. And I realized by leaving that job finding my new job that like you really have the power to get out of situations that you don't want to be in like it might not be instant but you really have the power to just get out of like situations if you're consistent there we go because I was consistent applying to jobs like seriously and also I think that it could seem like forever when you're in the moment but when you look back on it and you're like okay that was it I don't even remember that time Exactly. So it's like it what can seem like forever, once you get on and get the opportunity, you'll be like, fuck it. I don't even remember that time. But I do remember that I worked hard, I was consistent, and I got it done. Yep. And my other one, this is the third one. Um, also, we it's it feels so weird saying that we hired somebody because I'm like, I'm a little ass kid. But we actually like we hired her. Right. We hired um an artist, a, a black artist, and like that's something to do um help us with our merch. And like that is something that's like the beginning uh, goal for That's the such a goal for us. And like I like especially like the artist, like she like went to I went to school with her mm. and um from North Philly and also like a a black, you know, woman, like a in a black, you know, queer woman. And it's like that's just such a goal of my like I just want to like employ people or like, you know, support, work with support uplift, yeah, people employ, that are put them on as much as in this we genre. Can. Yeah. Yes. Cause they really deserve it, and I'm just like, so that just made me feel so great. I'm like, wow, our art, like our artwork, was done by you know a black woman, who like you know I felt you know comfortable working with, and who you know understands you know the importance of black features, mm-hmm. like and stuff like that. Absolutely, um, skin tone, hair. skin tone. I also worked with another. I had a brat style made for me earlier this year by a, um, an artist of color who um, I went to school with also. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got my likeliness down. And, like, she all made me a little darker in the first blueprint. And I was like, you could turn, like take it down, like, a little bit. <laughs> She's like, okay, like, you know. So just stuff like that, that really, like, you know, just made me feel good. Also, um, I did have, I'm changing um, my last one. But the last thing is I finally, finally feel confident and making a decision of where I want to go. Like, I mean, I haven't had time to save up, but anything. Like, at first I was thinking, I used to think like, oh, you need like two years to save, blah, blah, blah. But you, anything can happen in a year. Absolutely. And I'm giving myself a year to save up, and I'm fucking out of here. 
And it's not like spiteful. Like it's just like it's, it's time, time for me to go. go. And that's when it's you're the most productive. Back. When yeah. you do, I've realized that too. Like when I moved out and I moved out spitefully, it wasn't a great move. But mm-hmm. when I and sometimes you don't get a choice to decide and which way you want to move. But when you mm-hmm. move out and it's some on some internal shit, like I gotta move out because it's just the best for my mindset mm-hmm. and my future. It's just you'd be surprised how much more focused you can be. It's just such a pot, better energy. Yep, that's how I feel. Like at first I was like, oh, I. Feel it, I hatefully blah, blah blah. I'm leaving, but like now I'm like, all right, I I stay here. I got to spend a lot of time with my friends and family, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy that. But I'm just like, you know what? It's time for me to go. I feel like, you know, besides the podcast, besides my friends, my what family, you can do somewhere else that you can visit later it, on. Exactly, and I feel like it's just like I need to go and I need to focus on like you know what I went to school for. Um, also, a lot that's pushing me is like you know the stuff from you know the podcast and also like my new job like because I'm like oh shit like I really could because I really because I'm like I love dressing people and I'm like I really want to do costuming along with screenwriting and I know so many people who are not dreamers like oh you have to stick to one thing you can't be no and like somebody that's been my idol since a kid is Barbie and Barbie did fucking everything Barbie was a fucking doctor an astronaut it's two a people lawyer. in the world it's the people who do it and the people who tell you they, that you can't and they don't so it's like you can you like you can go ahead and anchor yourself down like these people with no imagination who you're surrounded by unfortunately it's just more of them numbers wise mm-hmm. or you could say like listen I know for a fact that I'm not going to be around too many people with minds like me here so let me go out and get in a space where the people you know who are actually doers yep. and because there's there's some people who are raised in it and they never get a chance to see life with the like naysayers mm-hmm. and stuff like that so so with that being said I'm like because I was like going between New York LA I'm like you know I really not ready to take that dive to go to LA and plus I'm don't I feel like I would feel like super super homesick and I feel like I don't feel like going through that homesick shit like at this age once I I don't the first time you go through it real hard you're just like oh my god I don't because I was literally because I was like oh I'm not gonna get homesick I was fucking sick I was sick as hell (laughs) so the thing is I'm comfortable with New York I lived there before I don't have to fucking ask questions where the fuck this at I know where the fuck I'm going I feel like I'm too old to be getting lost and being like Somewhere I'm just I'm tired. Learning the culture. Yeah, learning the regional <laughs> regional fucking cues. It's like uh-uh. And nope. then you gotta get a car to get out there. And one day me and Ryan was looking at because Ryan is moving, and we was looking at like state IDs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I was like looking at the ID for California. And I was like, I don't like this. But I already knew I liked the New York ID because <laughs> the picture can be in black and white. Damn. And um, so I was like, you know what? Okay. Let's fucking go back to New York City. Listen, you've been saying it for a while, so I'm not shook, and I I know you're going to do it, so. Thank you. Just got and, unsafe. And I won't mean anything different for Black Girl Brunch. Like, we'll still be able to do it. Yeah, I'll we'll figure it out Because it's then. so fucking close. For real, for real, or some shit, I could probably come fucking back. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Okay, so four most profound moments for me. The first one is going to be the Broad Street Run, and you did that with me. Shit, I forgot um, that was the year. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the reason why I like the Broad Street Run is because, well, it was, like, so profound for me is because um, during my training, it was during a time where I just was, like, you know, mourning, and I was, like, grieving. And I really, really remember just channeling all my frustration into my running because I just knew for a fact that I was so, like, sad. I was very upset and very hurt, and it was 
no way that I could just keep it inside. And a lot of people who don't keep it inside, they go do something that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. They go drink. They go have sex. They go do all these things that may give them temporary satisfaction, but they end up feeling 30 times worse mm -hmm. when, when, when they come back to reality. And I really felt like training for the Broad Street Run just kept me on board. I was able to raise money for... Uh, you know, cancer, and I was, I just, I started something and I completed it, and and it's just, it's no better feeling than that for me. And that shit was not easy. It was not easy, and I'm excited to do that shit again because Ugh. ten miles is easier than cancer, and I will always that's, say that's that. True. That's and I, true. And I just thought about that the whole time. I'm like, my uncle really, my I and my uncle passed away within one week apart. At, you know, start of 2018, and I saw them both suffer really bad in hospice care. And I just, I would just have, like, unfortunately, it's burnt into my memory. But with it being burnt into my memory, I realized that every day that I'm healthy, I need to be working towards my goals, whether it's difficult or not, because at the end of 10 miles, you get to stop and lay in bed and eat Jamaican food the way we did. But for people who are truly, like, terminally ill, they don't get a chance to do that. So if I can run and raise money to, to help them mm -hmm. so or support them because when you raise money for causes it don't just go to treatment it goes to like a lot of different things such as giving them rides back and forth for their care Th those of us who are able to should be doing period yeah and it was people there that like amputees like amputees it was a, such an inspirational experience you guys chance to see the best part of philly and i don't get a chance to see the best part of philly every day so broad street run it was definitely a memorable experience and i want to do it every year as long as i'm able to um this my second uh, achievement is having guests on the show like i really that that was something i was so interested in because like every that was this year yeah this year larry was, was our first guest dj larry lee and the thing is uh, we definitely want to fill 2019 with more guests. That's, like, one of my favorite things. Sabrina and I both were interested in, like, interviewing. Since I was a kid, I wanted to be Oprah. I wanted to be <laughs> Tyra Banks. I wanted to have my own show. Like, that was just where I wanted to be mentally. I always wanted to be on TV. And kind of being able to do what I always wanted to do, kind of on some self-starter shit, really was like, oh, shit, me and Sabrina, when we really take our time and we focus and we, you know, we can get things, we can really get things done. And audi our audience, you guys, really liked it. So I'm excited to do more of that um, next year. Third um, is getting a new job. That was really important mm -hmm. for me because while my old job was in a terrible place, um, it just did not help me feel better about myself, whereas my new job is super, super um, chill, They're teaching me to be kind of more competitive. I just started, but I have a really good feeling about it, and I feel like what I'm learning there is going to actually transfer over into what I want to do. Um, and it's just it's just in a better location. I feel so much more inspired. And that kind of goes into my last um, kind of big highlight. It won't be until next year, but I'm actually moving out of my mom's house and I'm moving into a new space. And this is different because before I had a one-bedroom apartment and now I'm moving into a two-bedroom apartment. So it's a level up for me personally. And I am dedicating my second bedroom to all my creative stuff. Like I want to do a YouTube channel in 2019. I want to uh, start. We want to start getting some better content uh, for the chant for the podcast in 2019. And I just feel like I'm taking steps, put my money where my mouth at, and going. In, in addition to that, going to have a space where I can have some clarity. Because sometimes when you live with your family, you just can never have a time where you could just say, "Hey, I'd like to smoke weed." In the house. <laughs> I don't want to hide in my car. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to spray a fucking spray on me before I go in the house. Yeah, I was going to say poopery. That's like the spray you spray (laughs) before you poop. (laughs) I be spraying poopery on. You know, you spray poopery in the toilet before you poop. I've never heard of it. Poopery yeah. is that shit. So it's like you spray, literally, you spray it in the <laughs> toilet before you poop, and it creates a seal. So when you poop, it's not going to let the smell I come need, out. you know oh, I, I need that. They probably be in the bathroom like, why does shit smell like lemon in here? I'm like, you're welcome. The alternative is way worse. I can promise. I promise. <laughs> and I don't have to do that. Like, if I just, if you shit in the bathroom and you don't spray nothing, it's not rude because that's where you're supposed to do it. Exactly. But... I try to be thoughtful because I know I'm vegan and I have a high fiber diet. So I'm like, let me try to help y'all <laughs> as much as I can because I'm not holding it, period. It's 2018. We ain't holding it. 2019, <laughs> I might wear the pins. I know. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Some people actually need the pins. Okay, but um, moving on. What was we talking about? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you don't smoke weed without sneaking in your car and <laughs> coughing and shit when your mom talking to you. Sometimes you just want to get dick down at your own place so that you don't have to go home afterwards. Okay. Sometimes you want to put something in the refrigerator and come back home to and it. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you want to drink juice out the bottle. Sometimes you want to drink wine out the bottle. And I think I said this. Sometimes you just want to get dick down in your own place <laughs> and then go to sleep afterwards and be like, all right, I'll see you later. I don't have to make the trek back home to go. Yeah. Like, I hate that. That's That was probably my least favorite thing about living home. When I got to go to my <laughs> else's house and either be like, do I want to spend a night in this nigga non-matching ass bed sheets or do I want to just, it's 1 a.m. I'm like, I always say I got to wake up early and do something. <laughs> Terrible. But I'm like, this lie is going to get old. Like, niggas won't start knowing that I had to do something every single time I see them. Anyway, I'm happy to move out. Um, Get things back to where I'm used to it, which is just (laughs) getting dig down down in my own place. And bye. See you later. All right. So that's it. That's our phase four. That was all? Yeah. I said Broad Street Run, uh, moving out, new job, and having a guest on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and just another great thing, obviously, is all our new listeners that joined us. New year, more listens, and we, uh, we want more of that energy in 2019. So, uh, toast for assist. This, this week we're toasting to New York. That's right. The New York. The HBIC. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, what's that, Pollard or Pollard? Tiffany Pollard. Yeah, Tiffany Pollard. You know, that Tiffany from Flavor of Love, from I Love New York. And it's because she created reality TV. She did. I'm sorry. She created the space for the rest of these reality TV girls. Like sometimes, and they're not even as good as her. No, and gift culture, cha- she changed it. Like, yep. she is... She is the reason why memes are as impactful as they are. And the reason why we're thinking about her is because she just dropped a promo in... Uh, in partnership with uh, Fenty. Fenty Beauty. And it was just so good to see her. I'm happy that she's still getting kind of like love, respect, mm-hmm. still working. And it's just amazing. Like, I really want New York to start having like more steady content. She's so fucking <laughs> funny. She's so funny. And I used to really, I didn't like New York when I was younger because I, 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 I didn't get her, but I laughed at her <laughs> all the time. I laughed at her all the time, but I'm like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> Remember when uh, Taylor May spit on somebody and she was like, she's cursing them? Yeah. I was She's upset. like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. He was like begging for attention. I was obsessed with their relationship. Taylor um, May in New York. Yeah. That's something you want so bad. You really want, I could definitely see you in a relationship just abusing this really adorable <laughs> man. 
<laughs> and remember, I hated Buddha though. I could tell oh you. Oh my that. gosh! So remember when they was arguing and she was they was like making a sandwich and she was like, "Yeah, lettuce. I want lettuce." He was like, "Huh? You want lettuce?" It's like they was arguing, but they was making a sandwich. <laughs> remember one time she was crying and he walked away. <laughs> like I don't know. She's like Buddha, Buddha. <laughs> I always loved to be. I don't know what it was a. What was it? I think it's because she was like gaudy. Yeah, like it was, titties it was out, so big hair, eyeshadow, always extravagant and a, yeah. dedicated to a different color. I was, I think I started liking her when New York, when the New York show, um, when she had her own show. Oh yeah, versus when she was so on Flavor of Love, because when she was on Flavor of Love, I didn't like how she was like getting played constantly. Yeah. She was the, she was really evil for no reason on Flavor of Love. But as you get older, it's just funny. It is funny. And Sister Patterson, like her mom. Her mom was so <laughs> evil. <laughs> she was so evil. Sister Patterson was so evil. <laughs> like when Chance was like, "No, was it?" Chance? Yeah, yeah. Was like Sister Patterson, Patterson, Patterson. I don't care. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Chance is so fucking funny. Now Chance, that's somebody I would accidentally have a baby by, and I'm like, "All right, we're not together." But he real funny. <laughs> <laughs> he actually makes me smile a lot. But we definitely not together. <laughs> God, I can't wait to Valentine's Day so we can get that whole marathon. Yes. Oh, my God. No, I'm so mad at myself because I saw... I wonder if it's still there. It's probably not because it was at... Um, it was at this uh this bookstore. Philly is like Philly Age Thrift. Uh-huh. Um, and they had all the seasons on like the DVD package. And you didn't get that shit? I don't know what... I was like... What, mm, pos- what possessed I- you? That's all I have to say is what possessed you? I think that might have been a, like the like a day like days before I got paid. It might have been that type of situation. Okay. Oh, then <laughs> I get what possessed you. Because I want to know. Because I'm like, is it still there? But probably not. Because it's in a gayberhood in the fucking gays love <laughs> so Bitch, <laughs> you lucky it was there. Somebody they they had they had just put it on the shelf. Because I don't know why it was even there to begin with. True. Anyway, t- uh, Tiffany, we love you, New York. Yes, and I'm so happy that she just... I just she wish she still- beat Pumpkin ass. That's the only thing I wish. But Pumpkin, life has already beat her ass. But the way New York grabbed her, I'm like, you was there, sis. She was right. With her for- ass. Every time I look at that gift and I see Pumpkin face go, yeet. <laughs> I'm like, New York, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think if New York would have got her hands around pumpkin, but I think she, she would have been pumpkin about, pie. <laughs> I think so too. But also, I think New York was probably thinking about getting kicked off the show. True. Too. And also, New York was way better than boring ass hoops. Like, I'm sorry, hoops, hoops is gorgeous, so but she's boring. snooze. And that's the thing. Like, I'm remember so the ha- entertainer, by the way. He's another, <laughs> yeah. he's another person I feel like you might entertain, not end up with, <laughs> but you entertain. I'm like, sorry, he's a loser. True. But you, but he, he got a nice body. <laughs> Okay, so and moving got on. got a mean stroke. Ugh, okay, moving on <laughs> into tea time. Kanye West is acting crazy again. And I hate to say crazy because he actually has mental health issues, but he, like, knowingly goes off his meds because he thinks it makes him more creative. And I'm like, that's what you that's call that? That's literally so... That's what you call the meltdowns? <laughs> that's literally so dangerous. <laughs> like, it's dangerous. He said, I was off my meds with dark, twisted fantasy. <laughs> I mean, you also ran up on stage and interrupted a teenage girl while she was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you also were alcoholic during that time? 
So you was doing so that's so dangerous. Also, I don't how the fuck because like I know if I go like certain days without taking my medicine, I get a headache, and like I just feel like like the world like I feel like it's like real loopy. That's he liked it though. The loopiness is like okay, I'm higher. I'm higher. Yeah, because he because I'll go like maybe two days and I feel that way, but he be going fucking weeks, and I feel like also. Well, he likes that because I feel like I will. I'm liable to say anything without <laughs> any consequence. Because <laughs> I was off my meds for like two days, and this lady called my job and was just like bitching about this dress, and I was like, um. I'm the only one on the floor. You don't have to talk to me like that. Like, I'm trying my best. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kanye, he likes being like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. But he probably... Actually, that was nice, what I said. But Yeah, please. I, was, I say that shit when I'm just sleepy. <laughs> but, yes, when you... I, I definitely feel like you are nicer than me in that way. I'm definitely bitchier when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> but you're bitchier when it comes to, like, men on the, and like out in the street and, like, with people messing up oh your food. My God. Like, you are definitely the bitchier one then. But Ugh, when I, it comes to I hate people... when men talk. When people are talking to me about things I can't control, d- the claws come out, like, completely. Like, some lady came into the um, store the other day and was like, I said, hi, can I help you? She goes, um, can you tell me where your bath and body works are? I said, our bath stuff is on this wall. She said, no, I mean the store. I said, well, I don't have a Bath and Body Works store. But if you're talking about the <laughs> Bath and Body Works store that's in this mall, then you would have to go left. Like, why the fuck would you come in my skincare store to ask me about some cheap-ass, <laughs> perfumey-ass stuff? Like, I really shouldn't have told her where it was at all. Like, that's don't so, come in here and ask me about Bath and Body Works. That's so another, rude. That is, like, so people come in my store and be like, can you tell me where Macy's is? No, I can't. <laughs> it's in hell. Go. Hey, go, hey, go have fun. <laughs> I, I think that is just like some every once in a while customers just annoy me with that. David, how much is taxes? I'm like, you can go see, but I can assure you that it'll be $3 more. Like, why spend $1,000 on skincare just to bitch about taxes? Sorry. Just bitching. Just a moment. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to, back to Kanye. Back to Kanye. Um, he went on a Twitter tirade against Drake and Travis Scott. Apparently, Drake was sneak dis- dissing on sicko mode. I guess I just don't know what sicko mode is about. And I've I. heard it multiple times. I, I, I love this song. I love it. I don't know. And I feel like Travis Scott the type of nigga that don't know what's going on. No. Like, honestly, I feel he like, like, like this all sounds very cool together. I feel like he don't know what the fuck is going on. No. And I feel like he, he, he was listening to dr- like sometimes I listen to rap but I don't listen to the lyrics because people's voices sound like instruments to me sometimes yeah no so same. it's like if for all I- you really could be saying exactly what you're saying in the same rhythm in Spanish and I would not know anyway Kanye felt like it was sneak diss to him and it probably was knowing Drake petty ass because Dr- I say this all the time Dr- Drake is the petty is the messiest bitch in the game mm-hmm. so he probably was saying something about Kanye was Travis Scott probably was being the dang that he looks like he is sometimes. Because even when he went out yelling at him, I feel like he just was like, who's Travis Scott? He's like, it's you! <laughs> he like, wait, why is she mad at me? You like, because you fucking out Because you use your fucking merchandise. Stormy be like, nigga, listen, she's mad. Stormy be running down a whole beef tour. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like he's just somebody that just don't, it just go, yeah. I feel like, 
Like, I feel like music notes flying in his ear and fly out the other. Like, he just... When he it. had that fire, uh, like, it was that flames behind him. He had a mic stand. <laughs> I feel like that's the true Travis Scott. I feel like that's just as true as he gets right there. Yeah. But anyway, so Kanye went on this rant page talking about how Travis Scott shouldn't have even allowed for, you know, Drake to diss him. And Drake calling Chris asking about how the family is. <laughs> that's, so <laughs> that's so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. Nigga, you know I've been trying to get in contact with you to settle this shit. And you fucking and Calling my mother in law, but but that's what I'm saying. There's no loyalty within this family, period. Because she picked up, because she picked up. She probably had emojis near his name. Yes, <laughs> she's like, Hey, Aubrey, how are you? Did you get the ginger snap cake I sent you and your fucking mom? Like, it seemed like she is no loyalty within this whole family, but that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, Chris Jenner's talking to your enemy, Travis Scott is not only making music <laughs> with him, but he's allowing them to sneak this. But that's what all y'all get because, as loopy as Black China is, that's what y'all get for allowing that little girl mm-hmm. to sleep with her fiance and knowing about it. That that was my first and only <laughs> indicator I need to know that this is a loopy, dumbass family mm-hmm. who will never say anything. Mm-hmm. They won't. They, they pick weaker people to stand up against. Like, mm-hmm. she's not going to stand up against Drake for you, period. So, yeah. anyway, Kanye West was had, had some uh, some things right, but he just needed his phone taken away. Period. Period. That's he all. Really needed his phone taken away. Like, he just kept on saying stuff. And I'm like, I'm like worried. But I'm like, you literally have, you. I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm not going to say that. But it's like. <laughs> just be mindful. The thing, I'm. I'm I'm being mindful. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the thing is, he has the tools to not be that level of mentally ill. <laughs> like, I am, like, on... <laughs> well, actually, that was worse than what I was going to say. But <laughs> no, but it's the truth, though. I get what you're saying. He has like, the resources. Exactly, because, like, I'm like... I'm like, oh, my gosh, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I'm, like, low on my medicine. Like, my insurance won't kick in until, like, next month. And I'm like, but he don't have that problem. And he's willingly not taking his medicine. Because he want to be creative. And I'm like, yo, I know the reason why Ye flopped wasn't because you were on your meds. It was because no niggas wasn't listening because you was on some disrespectful shit. Yeah. But also I heard it was trash. Like, I heard it just wasn't, like... His, his regular stuff. It wasn't his regular stuff. But that's because you might you just might need to change your space. Anyway, him and Ariana Grande had a very slight but small beef um, because Ariana Grande was dropped her single and she said, you know, two men are beefing. Um, I know two men are arguing on the internet, but, you know, pretty much listen to my shit. And Kanye West uh, pretty much said that... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to find this bad boy here. And that that was being what he said was being vindictive, like what he what Kanye said. Yeah, all of this foolishness weighed on my mental health. So Ariana Grande, you know I got love for you, but until you, I'm sorry, I'm reading this in his voice. All of this foolishness has been weighing on my mental health. So Ariana Grande, you know I got love for you, but until you're ready to really make sure everyone's okay, don't use me on this moment to promote a song. That's what he said. <laughs> he also said that um, he said no one will ever choose to end up in a mental hospital and diagnosed with a mental disorder. But God chose me to publicly go through this journey. And it's beautiful. Okay. All right. So then Ariana Grande said, you know, with all due respect, <laughs> I don't need to use anyone to promote anything, period. I was making a comment about what men were doing at this time versus women it was a joke which i understand how was probably insensitive i apologize if i was any triggering 
if, if, if I was in any way triggering and hope you feel well today. I think that was a good apology because mm-hmm. I do think that she shouldn't have even mentioned it because it wasn't, it had yeah. shit to do with her. But she could, but she, you know, write apology. But then here come Pete Davidson. He jumps and says, bravo, Kanye West, for standing up for yourself and speaking out against mental health. I can't explain to you enough how difficult and scary it is to be honest about stuff like this. We need people like Kanye. No one should ever point a finger at you for your bravery and speaking about mental health. I'm seriously disgusted. Pete Davidson, you just wanted to get back at Ariana Grande, <laughs> and I'm I'm serious. And I know I know that he really is mentally ill, and I'm I definitely yeah. want people to leave him alone if he's talking about suicide because that's just. And even if you can get to the her- point where suicide is just something you feel like admitting, it's already gone too far. Period. So I don't I definitely don't think he deserves that. But I think that of course you were excited to jump on the Kanye West train. The re- but like people aren't throwing shade at Kanye West because he's being transparent about his mental illness. It's because he also tweeted other things. Like, people act like the only thing he talked about was his uh, mental health. But that's what they're going to that's what they gonna zoom in on. That's what they're going to focus on. That's the buzzwordy word. Yeah, and like we were saying, like... P- <laughs> Aaron- Sorry, that, that fucking cat just jumped up on Eric back like, well, some crazy... <laughs> Cats really crazy as shit. They have no limits. Uh, Ariana Grande said that people need to stop uh, weaponizing mental health. And I agree with that too That's because, true. like we were saying just now, every in my opinion, everyone is mentally ill. It's just which one and how bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, depression might be your your mental illness, but some people might have anxiety. Like in this world, stop using it as a way to get back at your ex, to get attention for albums, to make people feel bad about you know. Just stop. Period. Yeah. Like we need to definitely. This is not what we meant when we said we need to have open conversations about mental health. We don't mean making it a contest. We don't mean uh, only making your mental health worth something, but not giving a shit about other people's. Yeah. And only mentioning it after you go through a breakup. It's just something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, Kanye was like, shout out to Gucci Man and Quavo for making a song about bipolar. The lyrics is literally like, bipolar on my wrist. Bipolar. It's like such... It's- that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, this is not the conversation we meant. Like, period. <laughs> We're not saying go got- off your meds so that you can be more creative. That's not a healthy dialogue. That's And you here you are with these swaggy-ass niggas in their fucking vans who definitely need to be on something, True. you know, and they're listening to you be like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of relish in this mania. No. no don't do that. The thing is, I felt like I was, when I first was, like, about to be put on medicine, I was scared because I was like, oh, it's not, it's going, like, make me not creative but then i was like wait like it really don't i mean if anything it makes me like sleepy sometimes that's why i yeah. take it at night but it's like it really didn't change like like who you are to yeah. the core i definitely could say that because i'd be like doc she needs something different <laughs> if you really was acting weird but um enough about them also another quick weird thing ariana grande stopped to check on pete davidson because everyone <laughs> says she's a pete shit and her security <laughs> Pete Davidson told security not to let her in. So she's tried, all right? Like you said, Little Miss Ponytail. I, I just, people need to leave her alone. They need to leave her alone. Period. She need, I hope that she take her own advice, stop dating. Just think on, I'm going to say, what the fuck am I saying? Just relish in being alone. <laughs> yeah, roll and wallow in that shit. Wallow like, you did, you did, she did what was right. She Somebody did said, because right, if one of my exes said they were about to kill themselves, I'm like, it depends, actually. Because <laughs> if you right. had, like, if I'm fresh off of being cheated on, I'm like, great. 
So like not trying to be smart, yeah. but like don't try to say that to get me go get a professional. I can't help you. Yeah. As, in, as a matter of fact, you definitely don't want me around yeah. if you feel like you're about to kill yourself. Exactly. But if like it ended on some like you know just not working out type stuff, I'm gonna go check on you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go check on old friends. She did what she had to do, and moving on from that one. Yep. So um, it just Alba. He's making this Me Too movement very, very easy, and a lot of niggas need to take heed. He said that the Me Too movement is only difficult if you're a man with something to hide. Amen. Period. That's the that's the end that's, of it. That's, that's that on it. it. That's it. Everyone, like a lot of these men out here want to make it like you can't say you can't say anything <laughs> anymore because of the Me Too hoes. What the fuck was y'all saying? Yeah. <laughs> that you, you can't. Back in my day, you could just b- drop a roofie in her wine. <laughs> And boy, nobody even be they. She be so scared of being blackballed from the industry. She wouldn't even say anything that's, back in back in the good old days. Yep, that's exactly how you could just slap a woman's ass and she wouldn't say shit about it. Nowadays, you gotta be held the fuck accountable for what you say and what you do. No, man, women hate men. They want to kill us just because they want to be safe. Yeah, back in my day, and you rape a woman. <laughs> Everybody turn the, they turn their face away like they ain't even see that shit. Nowadays, everybody want to be a hero, make domestic violence their business. How fucking dare they? Oh my gosh, such a tragedy. Back in my day, Bill Cosby could just drug women and hide it with his money in peace. Nowadays, just now money they gonna, don't even now, work for these bitches. Now they gonna wait till a nigga is old to hold him accountable for being a demon. Why? 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 How fucking dare they? It's just all but and you know what things things carry. Harder when fine men say it mm-hmm. because people think but that made everybody else seem ugly. That made like not trying to be smart, but if E forty said the same thing, then people would be like, "He a pick me nigga. He just yep. want, he just want people women to sleep with him by saying that." But by somebody like Idrisalba who has no problem with getting anyone, mm-hmm. uh, men or women, <laughs> has uh, <laughs> says what he says, then it's like. Hey, maybe I should stop disrespecting <laughs> women. I don't know. Maybe these Me Too bitches actually are, <laughs> are saying something that we should listen to. Because who cares about the founder who has dedicated her life to saying it? It's, it's, men only listen to other men. Unfortunately. And that's why we definitely need, you know, that representation. So shout out to uh, him for doing that. I know you don't really like him because but of that, K, that, K. Michelle. But that definitely gave him some points. In yeah, because I felt like what he did with K. Michelle, we don't know what he did with K. Michelle. The fact that he... That's who he's... he. That, that's your problem with. Yeah, that he just slept with her at all. Yeah, <laughs> but I get sleeping I with ratchet people <laughs> just because you be like, all right, got cross them off the hit list. Um, <laughs> like me and Future, for example. No, I don't get the the thing is. <laughs> if sorry, I slept with Future, with him, no, that's different. But like sleep with him, but get pregnant. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's where I was like, he different because like you was wrong. That was sloppy. Like the thing is, if you want to do that shit, you be like, all right, I just want, I, I just want to see something. <laughs> you do it like inconspicuous. But you just don't know what people be setting up to do. Like I'm sorry, like I just don't trust these bitches either. They could have been like, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, you being like, because <laughs> you like. I don't mean to be an auntie about it, but I'm just saying you really don't know. But I know how these niggas be. I know, too. I know how these niggas are. I know how these bitches are. I'm not saying you wrong. I'm saying we don't know That's because true. with future, I'm gonna be like check inmate because <laughs> I gotta see something. I really gotta see what these bitches is. I all bending up, got their ankles around their neck for about. I know what it is. It's his fucking wallet. Ah uh, nah. 
Nah, I feel like it's different. I feel like any nigga that wear a hat like 24-7 <laughs> and glasses 24-7 is something Well, there. you see and let me know. Oh, you know I will. I'll let all y'all niggas know. So I know. It depends on how much I'm getting paid. If I got sound like an NDA or something, these lips are fucking sealed. <laughs> but because that's what niggas do. They make you sign NDAs a lot of times. And I'll have the pen. I'll have a pen with like the feather that you dip in the ink. <laughs> I saw that shit like Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yes. I won't say a fucking word except for you. Because nobody better to prove that I told you. True. Except I just said it. <laughs> Remember when Fez said that from that 70s show? The drip scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said something, something. And Donna, you'll never see it coming. Except I just told you. <laughs> so now you will. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> oh, moving on. Um, Meek Mill has been blocked by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I think that is so funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. As somebody, the queen of blocking exes. <laughs> Points well, were made. <laughs> she petty, yo. I would have so somebody Meek Mill had a hashtag called Ax Meek, which was hilarious. And somebody said, Meek Mill, how do you feel about Nikki new dude? Lame weirdo, right? LOL. He goes, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> and I don't know that man to judge him. I went to check him out on her page and found <laughs> out I was blocked. And he did the face like, mm-mm. <laughs> that's so funny to me that he one admitted that he went to go check out who his ex is in a relationship with because that's some shit I would do like y'all don't even gotta miss you I just be wanting to see something real quick and then uh, <laughs> second that he was blocked like he he could have picked any other question to ask but he wanted us to know that Nicki Minaj First blocked of all, him that's really funny to me I don't know why she blocked him though she literally just shouted him out in that song like they was on some cool shit so I'm like what happened she probably don't want to see him <laughs> I feel like she definitely is like, um, and also I think, but if if she didn't block him before this album, she she probably saw that he made that song with Cardi B and probably was like, oh true, the dun dun, like true. I think that's probably what it did it. Honestly though, that would have sent me if true. I was. I'm and, and I don't care how petty that is. If you know I'm beef with somebody and you make a song as my ex, I know where you stand. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I be. I know you, them. and you may not be doing it maliciously, but now you are officially uh, against me. Yeah. So it's a no for me. Yeah. But yeah, Nicki Minaj said I don't want to see his face anymore, and that's a shame because uh, Meek Mill was probably at, from her public date history the only real nigga that she messed with. Yeah, because Nas wasn't. No, <laughs> we Nas know that a, now. Is a fucking clown. To me, why my mic's always falling at Iman standing street. Nas. Because Khalees said that he beat, he beat <laughs> Sorry, him. Eric and he's trying to fi- fi- fix no the reason. mic. There's just no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Khalees said that Nas yeah, put put down. hand put the paws on her, and that's and a no. Yeah, so that's a no. Uh, the Nas thing. Uh, you listening? You fucking asked me. You not even know what to care about is um. Oh, he was trying to fix my mic. Yeah, but all he, he care about looking is, at me. is images. He only care about his images, and also he always like attacking Khalees online. Like he was saying some shit like, "Yeah, I only dated you back in the day because you was like look good," and I'm like, that sound to me like a man who is still attracted to her but upset because he can't get he the paws on her anymore. Like he was like. Washington, like she was the problem. Of course, men making it seem like the woman is the problem. Of course, it was a child. It was some child support issues because if you can't afford, she admitted that though. She admitted that she said it was a toxic relationship, but he was whipping her ass. 
You don't, you still like if it's toxic, it could be toxic verbally. Y'all might put your hands on each other a little bit. But here's the thing: if she's saying I'm not innocent in this, I also put my hands on you. But he's lying and saying there was no such thing to happen when she's saying in the morning that Rihanna's, you know, m- picture of her bruised face mm-hmm. came out. She had bruises on her body. Yeah, Nas is trash to me. I'm sorry. He's he not the fucking cool ass OG we painted him out to be. Nope. So. Anyway, Meek Mill was the realest nigga she dated. And at this rate, he will be the realest that she has ever dated. She, fucking... she needs somebody that, like, that she can like kind of tag, you know, just like a doggy. Yeah, like that guy. Yeah, or Safari. Like Prison she that dick. yeah, she needs somebody that's less than her. So she can kinda they can kind of depend on her a little bit. I think. Obviously I don't know that woman, but that's what <laughs> I, I don't know that lady, but that's what I was that's what I that's what I feel. All right, moving on into the sunken place. It's none of them. Offset. Offset oh my God. got me upset because he went on Cardi's set to apologize to her. That was so... And also, like, her fucking team, why would they allow... Like, no, I they did that shit on purpose. They did. Like, my All thing is, I'm still, I'm still in between. Is this real... Or not like well I don't yeah know. and the thing with her the only I, I was with you the only thing that made me think that this is real was one Cardi was saying that I'm not going to fake anything that has to do with my daughter period like oh, I, wow. even though she lied and said she wasn't pregnant <laughs> she was but she she flat out said I'm that would be embarrassing for her when she got older to know that we were faking to be separated like that's not her life involved so she's like I'm not doing anything to embarrass her like that so I was like okay hmm, yeah, that makes yeah. it a little bit more genuine and two. Uh, when she made that video trying to tell us to back off an of offset, even though we didn't ask for him to even involve us in the, to begin with, yeah. she looked very defeated, in my opinion. Like, yeah, she looked she very did. drained, very defeated. She looked like how a lot of my friends and a lot of my f- women in my family have looked when they are hurt, when they've been dragged, yet still feel like they have, they're responsible for taken up for their partner. I don't I can't imagine different I'm, type of energy I'm and glad I don't have it. I don't have that that in my DNA because I'd be like, oh y'all fucking dragging them? Dwell, go mm-hmm. fucking hit. Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck if that's my baby dad. Because he didn't give a fuck if he was my baby dad or when, my husband when, when he, he was, was fucking, disrespecting me exactly. and embarrassing me. So y'all can fucking drag him all you fucking want. Well okay so let's go back to the beginning here. Offset obviously did whatever the fuck he did. Cardi called the quits. We talked about this a little bit last show. But recently not only is he coming out with the constant tweets of how he misses family and fuck us and we win again including us when we don't need to be involved in his marriage invasion of his own privacy (laughs) and then um you know he released a video saying pretty much that he's sorry and he did not fuck that girl but he entertained that girl and he just want his family back he just want to spend christmas with his child he stuck his finger in her ass yeah, and that's unacceptable. Like, if my husband was like, I ain't fuck her, but I did. I'm like, well, that's worse because that's just weird to me. Like, you might as well have went through with it. If you just, like, you just poking around, like, what you doing? Anyway, some people into that. I don't mean to, you know, shame you if that's what you like. But just know, keep your finger. If your finger's not on me, it, it's just wrong. So... He made the video apologizing. And then Cardi B was like one of the first women that uh, headline, first women of color to headline some some concert or whatever. Rolling Loud. Yes. and First then, woman in general. First woman in general. Fuck. Oh, my God. I thought it was first woman of color. First woman, period, to headline it. And then he comes up with a fucking... Somebody said looking like evil Knievel <laughs> uh, with some roses and apologizing. Tells her, bruh, I'm sorry. 
First of all, don't call me no bruh in the apology. Second of all, she looked pissed. She did not look happy to see him. She looked like she was going to fucking draw him, which is what I would have wanted to do. Like, don't you dare come on and ruin my moment. And the people, the page, what's it called again? Uh, the the festival, the concert. Rolling loud. Rolling loud said, you know, be sure to tune in to Cardi. It's going to be an extra special surprise. So it was like they knew he was planning to do that shit, That's and corny. it's manipulative. It you know, the sunken place isn't just about somebody doing something stupid. It's about someone doing something toxic, and this happens far too often where men will drag a woman when you finally get tired of it they try to manipulate you by pub, uh, publicly apologizing mm-hmm. because if they get the public on their side and then then we're going to you know you know forgive you for some reason like when you was fucking sneaking around in private th- it that was really private but you in the DMs yeah keep the apology in the DMs same energy exactly and also like he had, 21 Savage had the crowd um, chanting when he fucking said about Amber Rose once you cross me you lost me hello so yeah you got niggas like 50 Cent Lil Duval T.I. and you got fucking <laughs> Rashida Husband Kurt he says something yup I know that neck and mole red looking nigga didn't say a word. Yes, he did. Oh my God. Niggas, I really feel like. Oh my, that is. Being a man is a mental illness. That is one point. No way. And being cheat, people think that when men cheat, it's a bump in the road. They really do. They be like, no, it's just a bump in the road. It's like, no, that shit hurt. It ain't no bump in the road. You are, you betrayed me. Especially someone like Offset. Well, you know. T.I., uh, fucking Kurt, they are career cheaters, okay? Yep. They've cheated their whole relationships. They're Kurt never going to stop. Kurt fucking had a baby, said the baby. What The girl was like, this is the fucking, this is his baby. Like, yeah. I've never slept with anybody else. Like, she tried to come to Russia. Like, this is his fucking baby. As a baby. woman, yeah. As a woman. And he denied, said, I don't know her. He said, I never seen her. And then it came out that it was his fucking baby. All to look like fucking Zabumafu. And I'm like, she could easily go with somebody else. Like, she don't have to be with your fucking Cause she's lazy not ugly. Ass. No, she's not ugly at all. She's a bad bitch. And then, like, T.I. got mad when Tiny was fucking two-stepping with Floyd Mayweather and then want to sit up there and act like, uh, like, you know, take, 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 uh, what's his name back? Take him back. Take him back. Everybody chanting it, putting the pressure on her during her time where she's supposed to be getting her mind right. Because, listen... If Cardi B decided to get back with her husband, guess what? I would not care. I would definitely be like, couldn't be me, but I would not yeah. care. However, it's not fair when somebody has been hurt and all they want is some time to process how they feel and they can't process it because somebody's trying to shove themselves back in because yeah. they're ready for you to forgive them. That's not how forgiveness works. It don't. Like, I, we don't know how long. We don't even know the fucking timeline of Beyonce and Jay-Z shit. All, yeah. We can only guess. We got to use little fucking, we got to match Lyrics from Lemonade <laughs> and lyrics from 444 and Blue's birth and the elevator incident and her on tour fucking just escaping him because he literally said, like, she fucking escaped somewhere. I didn't even know where she was. I couldn't get it back. We know Solange, that situation has something to do mm-hmm. with it. But we don't know the timeline because they kept that away from us. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, you see. You see it, but we don't have to share it with you. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Beyonce, okay, was performing Halo at the end of a concert, and we I saw feel like she would have murdered him. Fucking cold blood. Jay Z 
B, I just want to say something real quick. <laughs> Them oh. dancers would have fucked him up. Oh, for sure. Okay, but it wouldn't have got that far. And the security would have been like, we know. Exactly. We know not to mess up the lights. We know not to mess up the fans. And we know not to let your black ass on this stage. And you know what else we can add, too? I, I just wish, I said this on Twitter, but, like, I just wish a lot more women were as spiteful as, like, me and Iman are. Like, <laughs> a lot of you bitches are not spiteful enough. And that's exactly why when a lot of men, like, definitely not to victim blame, but it's like sometimes you need to be tell, told that you're a fucking idiot to grow. Yeah. And it's like a lot of women, all a man got to do is flash all fucking 32 of his teeth or however many teeth people have. <laughs> 31 for some niggas. Um, 29 for me. <laughs> if you got root canal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all people gotta do is fucking smile. And they're like, oh, I take them. Cause I was like, I took a screenshot of it. And it's just like, it's so annoying. Cause like, she was like, I guess cause people was like, where is her publicist or whatever? And she was like, she said, if my fan or not, if you say something about my publicist slash my friend, you eat a dick. And I'm like, all right, if she was your friend, it's no fucking way I'm letting somebody do that to Iman. I'm fucking you up. I don't fucking care. No, you're I'm not fucking, coming on stage. You're not coming on her fucking stage. No. You're getting your ass whipped. Bitch, this is not and about you. I, I, I don't even call cops. I'm calling the fucking police. I'm calling the fucking... <laughs> I'm calling the I'm firefighters. I'm, I'm about to fucking snitch you're not doing, on you. You're not doing that to my bitch. I'm snitching on you, You're not nigga. doing that to like, my bitch. I'm, I'm calling my big brother. I'm also, call, I don't got a big brother. I'm calling so, my big cousin. Exactly. I'm calling like I'm really no. I mean your brother's big, but they not. That's what I said. That's why I was, maybe that's what I was thinking. My, I'm calling my big ass little brothers. Like that's just it. Period. Yeah. Like I can't imagine if somebody tried to walk on the stage while you were doing anything. And I'm like, you must have bumped your fucking head. Yeah. You First of all, I got blocked from your ex within 24 <laughs> hours from It what wasn't I said even 24 hours. But, like, yeah, he blocked <laughs> me instantly. He probably read that shit. was like, let me, this bitch know where I live. She dropped me off before. I'm not good with directions, but I remember that house. So I was like, um, I will fucking drive to... <laughs> Whatever area of the city you at that will remain unnamed where all these fucking meth heads are, and I will gather a gang of them, and we will fucking attack you. Anyway, you uh, just don't do that. Exactly. And Cardi don't want to hold him accountable. And it's she making me mad. It's making me mad, but I'm like, regardless, that's how women are taught. Women are taught that they need to forgive, that they got to always take because up. Because They got to carry the burden of the relationship. But like, yeah, because it's the shoes on the other foot. Like how people drug uh, Kaylani, like saying all this for stuff. For thinking that yes. she cheated. Exactly. And Kyrie Irving knew that she didn't. Did he say a single thing to defend her? Oh, yeah, he did. Three years, three years later, after she almost killed herself, yeah, she had because of the backlash, a mental facility. So I took a screenshot of this. Um, somebody said, "Single bitches always got the best relationship advice." Where is your man at, sis? Oh God. And somebody said, "Exactly, definitely listen to a bitch with no man." And then another person, she said, "Okay, because if my man say he's sorry, he's he bitch, he's sorry." And this girl said, "Period." He said he's sorry, and he'll never do it again. And I believe him. Until like and that's okay, all right. Let's just say we going on bird logic. That's just say that we gonna follow that. That's mm-hmm. what Offset probably said the first time she took him back. Mm-hmm. But then when you have been married for a year and the same shit is happening, how can you use that logic over and over again? And stop thinking that bitches without men are going to be the only people that tell you that. Because there's plenty of bitches who are married, who are not accepting that behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not even... We're not even going to go down the road of, like, I'm not taking no advice from a single bitch because... 
One, not everybody's single because they can't keep a man. Some people are single because they haven't met that person that's for them, period. Mm-hmm. It's just that's just how it is. So let's just, we're going to skip over that stu- stupidity. And we're just going to talk about how there are married women right now mm-hmm. who demand respect mm-hmm. from their partners. Mm-hmm. Stop pretending like... If you are in a relationship, you have to deal with bullshit. Yes, the majority of y'all do because you don't love yourselves. Exactly. Because the first time I dealt with some bullshit, I was fucking out. You're getting fucking blocked. That nigga had the fucking... He fucking emailed me just this year, still fucking apologizing and still wanting to be my friend. And, and no. I'm like, no. What? I, what I, I said what I fucking you said. You don't want to be no friend with me. No, I don't want to be because I'm just like, what you fucking did, especially at a time where I was fucking vulnerable, like you fucking did that nope you'll you'll never enter my why would you want to be my friend though like think about it let's just say i say yes why would you want to be friends with someone you hurt i'm gonna spend every moment trying to get you to fuck back so you don't want to be my vindictive ass you don't want to be my friend no trust and believe because i'll be your friend all right but i'll be plotting in some way like you'll step on something and i'll be like <laughs> I thought, oh, he just get. fell in a manhole. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know how he got shot up with that nail gun like that. <laughs> Yikes. So, exactly. So, mm-hmm. it's just that like, won't be I'm, my friend. and I'm not in, like, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I feel like a lot of the reasons why I set a lot of standards for myself is like, growing not to like sound like a sob story but like growing up being like a chubbier kid and being bullied and like people saying stuff like oh like you'll never be with somebody and stuff like that and just like thinking that I just have to accept whoever likes me because I was bigger and like when I got older it made me like kind of angry and made me be like you know what I don't have to accept this shit and like just seeing how girls who by society standards who were better and like being dogged the fuck out and I'm like I don't want to be like y'all like even though I'm like you know not skinny and not like you know a 10 all the time I'm not gonna like act like I'm not a 10. Like, I'm going to carry myself like I am. And I will never get what I think I deserve if I accept that bullshit. Exactly. So you feel bad for me because I'm single and I I get to critique people who do dumb shit rather than a relationship or not. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for you because you think that that's what you have to accept because there's no better option out here. And even if you you left him to go to him, you'd be dealing with the same shit Mm -hmm. but just with less time put in. So if you really look at our struggles... Who like who really out here look dumb? Because being single isn't a forever thing. You it's just not. out here waiting. And a nigga can never call me goofy, like never. And like I like a lot. That's why I feel like sometimes spite isn't always that bad because I became confident and like made my stand raised my standards higher because like out of spite because I'm like oh you think I gotta put up with that shit watch me not have to put up with that shit like watch I'm gonna fucking show you and like that's why I just don't put like certain things I just don't fucking put up with like it's like because I've had we've both had niggas like when we be like I'm fucking done we've both had niggas fucking beg us to be like come on like you know I was just blah 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 nope DMs right now Nope. nope you played yourself Yep. And you and I've already been upset and I've moved I on. Could, I, never... I mourned this relationship. A lot of people don't do that. Yep. They don't mourn mm-hmm. the relationship. And I heard that from Crystal from the Reed. When something when you're having a hard time getting over somebody, you have to mourn it like they're dead and gone. Yep. And I And when somebody come it. back in the picture, you'll be like, sorry, I've already had a funeral for you. That, that's how <laughs> I, I, I felt. Know you anymore. I never saw because I heard girls say, like, oh my ex like reached out like 
emailed me. I never fucking thought. That was fucking two years ago. And this nigga emailed me this fucking year. I could not. I could not fucking believe it. I and still I, don't I believe told that shit. You, that. And I, I you told did. You, I said you they did. always come back. I did not. And not even just him. Yep. Another fucking one. They for, all come from back. From fucking, what was it, four years ago. Like, fucking, would not. Like, he was on some weird shit. Like, he would like one post. Like, like so every every so month, the and then slid in the DMs, then was texting me, and then eventually followed me back because I had blocked him, but then I had unblocked him. But once you pro tip, now you can mute people on Instagram. Just Much mute better. them because when you block somebody and then you unblock them, you it automatically make you unfollow them. Mm-hmm. So I had did that, and so we had unfollowed each other. So he followed me recently this year, and that was fucking. We stopped talking like four or three years ago and I'm like I fucking never thought that something but the thing is I was so crazy over him and I just don't feel I don't feel any ounce no, of because it's like because you really played yourself and I'm nothing I'm more confident in every man will come back they will especially if they did you wrong they can't help themselves yeah. they have to see where you are and not because they care but because they 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 fucking spidey senses be tangling mm-hmm. they can sense that you're doing good yep. they but what's your hair growing uh uh-uh, no I gotta it's in my DNA <laughs> yep. to stop that because I'm toxic and that's why I'm like every nigga that I've all shut down they've always come back and the ones who haven't come back I'm highly confident that within by the end of 2019 I will have a text message saying Sup, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna say block. It's nothing. It's nothing we have to talk about. It's nothing. I've been doing so good without you. So fuck manipulative men. Fuck people who think that they can push themselves in with by uh, bringing the public in, yeah. and he's harassing her, he's whether really she knows it or me. not. Um, I don't care, but he made it public, and it's just it's disgusting. Men who try to push them mm-hmm. their way in. They suck. And please, like, like, please, I just want for, like, the new year is to, like, more women to practice spitefulness out of protecting yourself. Because spite, sometimes being spiteful is, like, is protection. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, just, you just think fucking, Steve Harvey think he could, thought he could wrote fucking think like a woman I mean, act like a woman, whatever. Think like a man. Yeah, we fucking can write that book. Exactly. No, seriously. (laughs) Because once I figured out how fucking niggas thought, I fucking was like, okay. I fucking programmed that shit, and now I can't get it out of my mind. I fucking think like a fucking man. Yeah, and even when something inside of me is like that femininity that I've been taught is like coming out, I be like, settle that shit down. Let's let's think with the common sense here, not our heart. And we're going to work through this. Mm-hmm. And when the right person comes along, I won't be such a bitch. But that's, uh, the right person is not going to be manipulative. So I don't have to worry about it. Yep. All right. So time to move on into the common sense. So this week, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. And this is, I always heard people talk about this, and I always respected it and tried to keep it in mind that for some people, the holiday season is just not a good time because not everyone has uh, great relationships with their family. And for some of us, like, people who made our holidays special just are not here this year. This is the first year, you know, I've lost three people this year, and this is the first Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's and stuff that I'm spending without them, and I can honestly say that it's different. And I think that uh, grief is something that's not talked about 
uh, often for how people are like our age, you know, t- younger to the 20s and 30s, how to handle it at such a chaotic time in your life. Because, you know, when you're a kid, it's just hard to understand. It's very it's, it's like so hard to grasp that you kind of just can't. Mm-hmm. You really can't grasp it as a child. Yeah. You have to believe whatever the adult in your life tells you. You have to. And when you're older, you've experienced so much death that when another person dies, I'm not going to say it, hurt, it doesn't hurt, but you definitely may, you found a way to understand it. Sometimes not healthy, but you found a way. But there's something about losing people when you're in your 20s at a time where you're like, no, it feels like no one else is going through it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is happy. No one even thinking about death. It makes it so much harder. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to have a show show about you know mourning and grief and kind of just uh, talking about what it's like to lose people um, at an age where a lot of people still have those like fundamental. A lot of people still have everybody in their life. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy that you say that because like, well, my my mom's mom. Um, who I was, like, very close to. My grandma, I'm like, she passed away and when I was in middle school the day after Christmas. And, like, for me, that was that was definitely a time where everybody... Because, like, then people wasn't really losing their grandparents. Like, people, like, had their core grandparents. And, like, I just felt, like, so left out. And then I was, like, graduating middle school, like, the following year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, my grandma's not going to be at my graduation. Like, and my mom is the only child. So, like, she had to, like, deal with that mm-hmm. and, like, you know, make all the arrangements for everything and, like, paperwork and, like, all this stuff. And while also raising a child who's, like, in middle school who's about to go to high school. Um, And it just was, like, I don't really remember, like, like mourning and, like, how I got over that because I was just so young. And, like, getting older, like, I feel like now I'm, like, not – like I'm kind of like sort of numb to it like I still like you know get upset and stuff like that but I'm just like now that I'm like older I just feel like since I've lost because I lost my other grandma when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and I feel like now that I'm older now I just like I'm like okay like this is something that like like in my mind I'm like okay this has happened people are they get sick and mm-hmm. then they can't, you know, just fight it anymore. So yeah. they just like, and then it moves on. So that's just how I, I think right. of it. And I'm like, okay, they're at peace now. They're not here. Mm-hmm. Like that's how like I think about it. Yeah. But it is it is harder because it is you know twenties people still have um, you know their core family members. But I feel like since I was so young and that was definitely during a time where people like because like. I think about it, I'm like, wow, like, because I know some people, like, who've lost their grandparents, like, recently, they're like, oh, I still have her her cell phone number, and I think about, like, you know, text messages and stuff, and I'm like, my grandma didn't have a cell phone, like, neither one of my yeah. grandma, because that wasn't, like, a, you know... The standard. A, yeah, and I don't have that to, like, immoralize them, I just have, like, my memories. So, like, I feel like I, I kind of sort of feel like numb to it now that mm-hmm. I'm older it's still like I still get like emotional like when I see other people like you know more about death but like now that I'm older I think about it more like oh this is like like logically like I think about it like that 
Yeah, and you know, it's different. Like for me, with like my grandma, who I love so much, like my, you know how close my grandma and I are. And I know for a fact that like she's getting older, like I see it. And it's hard to watch, but I know it's a blessing that she's able to make it to her 70s, closer to her 80s. And when my grandma passes away, I know it's going to hurt, but I will be able to understand it because I know she can't live forever. Like, because she's an older woman, like, and I get it. And it's just like, I'll obviously, I think about, like, I hope she don't pass away before she get a chance to see me pregnant because I want to just everybody else in my family had a chance to hear her commentary I want to hear it but it's just so much harder when somebody's younger you feel like their their time was cut short you know yeah that's so the thing with that's what I feel with my uncle because I could just remember seeing a, a person get sick who was like really lively and you felt like they had so much more time left it's just hard to watch it's hard to watch the hospice stuff and mm-hmm. see them kind of be broke down it's a lot on the family and I'm just blessed that I have like a really big family yeah you know because we like split the responsibility up but I know it's a lot of people out here who are like your mom who are the only child um who may not be doing well themselves and when my uncle passed away I got a few days off and I had to go back to work yeah because that's that's what I struggle with it's like okay if I had time to like sit at home and really think about it I think it'll be okay but for most of us we like something terrible happened but the bills keep going Mm -hmm. um your cell phone bills still do your rent still do you still got to go to work. You still got projects. You got everybody else in the world who has no clue what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Like, I have somebody bitching about body cream, at, you know, and I'm, like, just remembering this time exactly last year what was going on in my family. Mm-hmm. And this time last year, my uncle told me, you know, chemo not working for me no more. And I thought, okay, I have you till spring. In my mind, I ain't said it out loud, obviously. Yeah. But he was going by the next month. Yeah. So I'm like, I just, that's what where the disconnect is for me. And I'm trying to be more mindful of that when I'm frustrated and I, I want to kind of be a little snappier with like a customer service worker. I'm like, who knows what they're going through? It's just like new levels of it now mm-hmm. because I'm like, I know that I put on a really good face and you're always concerned about me for that. Like a lot of people are, but... I don't know. It's just really, really hard. It's it's just hard. Yeah, because I don't remember any like I just remember when I when it happened, it was it was around the science fair, mm-hmm. and I didn't like my mom was going to help me with my project, but that was like le- the last thing on her mind, mm-hmm. understandably. Yeah, and I told my teacher like. Um, I just was like, I didn't want to say, like, my grandma, I just was like, my, I think it was like when she was getting sick, I was like, my grandma is sick, like, I don't have nobody to help me with my science project, and, like, the teacher told me, like, that wasn't a good excuse. Gosh. And I was only, like, like 12, mm-hmm. like, and I just was like, I just didn't know what to, like, I just was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, that's the only thing I was thinking of, and then I, like, would tell my mom, and then, like, she would, like, snap out. Yeah, like, and like you said, you get it now just, when you're older. Yeah, because I'm stress. like, but now I like think about it. I'm like, why the fuck would you say that to a kid? Like I was a kid, like who, like my grandma was like no, like she was like in like hospice and stuff like that, and just like seeing her deteriorate. And I'm like, I gotta come to school, and then you say this to me. So like, I feel like I don't know if I like repressed it all, but I just don't remember any of that, like, the grieving yeah. and all that stuff like that. Like, I just don't remember because mm-hmm. I had, I didn't, obviously I didn't have bills in it, but, like, I had to, like, you know, go to school, like, exactly. and stuff like that. And I just 
don't I don't remember. I just I, I definitely think that like the world we live in is not set up. I mean, one thing is it's like the world we live in act like death is not constantly happening all around us. It's not any type of procedure. Mm-hmm. It's like we have fi- we're prepared for fire drills, right? Something that is far less likely to happen, but when it comes to death, we don't really have a plan for how we go about it, how we get people, tr- you know, maybe some treatment for like trauma and I'm like, okay, it's fine if I have to actively seek therapy out myself because this whole past week I've been like, I can't really eat. I'm feeling like a compilation of like flashbacks and I can honestly say from between like August to um or like maybe from from the Broad Street run until like maybe two weeks ago I was feeling so healed but if something about the holiday season and just remembering oh shit this is when I saw a difference in both these people, and mm-hmm. I knew what it was hitting for, yeah. and I couldn't believe it. That's mm-hmm. what I just keep having these flashbacks in my mind, and I'm like at work, and I can't concentrate, and I'm just like, ooh, like I don't know how to like. It's no like my mom is trying her best to you know help me, but she's going through it herself. Yes, yeah, her and brother. then yes, her brother, and then again, I have to think about my cousins. You know, they don't want to see you crying when it's their parents because they cry a lot alone. Mm -hmm. And as much as I feel like it, I'm like, I got to be strong for them because they lost their parents in one week. Mm -hmm. Imagine losing your mom on Thursday and then your dad going on Tuesday. It's like a fucking movie. You can't. It's just it's so unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's so unbelievable. And then I lost my uncle again recently. So it's like, again, the first it's just a lot of people around me just trying to push through. And I feel like we do not have the tools to mourn, especially if you're not a religious person. And I'm not going to adopt a religion just to figure out how to mourn properly because that's a very narcissistic reason Mm -hmm. to adopt religion. And that's not going to make me believe. That's just, that's in my mind, I know I'm just trying to latch on to this to make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. And that's like not, I don't, I don't want that to be it. Like there is, I find ways to get over it. Like certain songs, like in Christina Aguilera, Fighter. Really is helping me right now. Breathing, Ariana Grande. And also going out with, like, and people who want to talk about stuff. And I was blessed to know my uncle's stance on death before he left. He was, like, I don't want obviously I know he was scared. And that's what makes me feel, I'm sorry. That's what makes me feel more, um like, inspired to get Mm -hmm. out and do stuff because I know how scared he was, but he put on a good face for us. Mm -hmm. And he would always say, like, you know, go out and do stuff. Don't... That's what I would do. No. That's what I would do. Shit, I'm going to live my life. Fuck. I'm going to be a freak. I'm going to find a freak. Like, he would always (laughs) tell me that. So I feel like, okay, this is not the moment to... Like, coil up. It's the time to, like, come out. Mm-hmm. And it's the time to do shit I've never d- done before. Mm-hmm. Because life is real as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, people think it's... People think it's weird to have these conversations. You're going to fucking die. Yeah. We all are going to fucking die. Yeah. Everybody you know and love is going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. And that's why I actively decide when someone I don't like not to talk to him because I'm like, I'm why am I wasting this energy with you when there's people in my life that I actually fucking like? I'm going to put that energy there. Yeah. So it's been a rough-ass year. <sighs> this has been a rough-ass year. Yeah. But I think it's definitely ways we can all 
just like learn to mourn at younger ages. I feel like it's like something that is it makes everybody else uncomfortable to talk about. Like you could just see people like when I mention like yeah, like my feelings are hurt. Like people don't really have anything for me besides you. And I'm like we need to have something for people because just because I'm not talking about it doesn't mean I don't feel it. Yeah. So, I hate to do this. But it's true. Like I just I hate that like the the way people act like Robotic, like, oh, well, you still, this still has to be yes, done. Like, like, this still has. Are you a fucking robot? And I just said this earlier, like, our human needs are not being met. And that's why so many people are struggling with depression, anxiety. That's why so many people are feeling so suicidal. And in, in my opinion, in a society where things look easy. Yeah. The thing is, it's not, it may be more convenient to search up the fucking cast of this whatever show from the 90s or be able to, you know, research, okay, damn, what's that song I was thinking about? You think your human needs are being met because life is easier, but the very thing that makes us humans, the healing, the the, the connections, the, you know, going out and just doing things without feeling like we're just here to pay bills, restrict it and it's I think making us weaker people and I'm trying to disconnect myself from that I don't know how I'm gonna do that yet mm. because I'm, I know it's not realistic to be like oh well I'm gonna fucking quit my job and go swing with my titties out in Amazon <laughs> like that's just not gonna help me like I but I'm, I'm definitely tr- like I think this death has made me realize that like okay how I'm feeling versus the space that I am in and, and being forced to be in, it does not match. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only person that go through this. We know people who are our age who have lost their parents. Mm-hmm. We know people in our age who are navigating through life without what I have. So even though I'm hurting, I know for a fact that, like, my cousins who lost both their parents, I can't imagine how they feel and what's to come. But... It's just we need I think we need to make a space for people to talk about mourning without like just kind of looking away and wait until it's our turn. Yeah. To feel it, you know. Yeah, because that's how I felt when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Like nobody people like I feel like nobody wanted to be near me Mm -hmm. because like I lost my grandma. They're like, oh, I don't want that. I don't want to be sad. Yeah, I don't want to be sad or like I don't know. Like uh, like she don't have her grandma. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like or it's been a month. You're still sad about the person you knew your whole life. You're still you're still upset. It's been a year. You still talking about that? Yeah. Yeah, Like the internet moves fast, but feelings and mourning it don't. Yeah, don't. So. Yeah, that's it. We wanted to talk about this for a while. It was definitely a good time to talk about it with the holiday season. And I know I sound probably really sad, but I'm actually a happy person. I am because like Sabria said, I know people, it's a part of life. It hurts, but tomorrow's not promised and you just have to make the best out of it. And that's why I'm trying to make 2019 my best year yet because shit, you don't know what can happen. You ain't got to be cancer. Anything can happen yep. in this day and age. Like, please just fucking own the day. If it's something you're thinking about doing, own the fucking day. Don't be sitting up here telling somebody else, man, I wanted to do it, but I couldn't fucking do it. Because you're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so do it. Yep. So do whatever you want. Do whatever the fuck you want. It's made up. Everything. All these rules. The whatever rule that's preventing you from getting to where you want to go. Some fucking person made it up and decided that that's the way it will be. And if you go somewhere else, it's going to be a different rule. So make your own rules. Do what you have to do. And thank you guys so much for listening to us. 2018 has been like such a crazy storybook movie as year. But the best parts of it for me was definitely um with this podcast so i appreciate it 
Um, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. Um, and we appreciate y'all so much. Like, I, I just, words can't describe. So thank you so much. Bye. Peace.